Oh, yes. We're back with the whole one. Brad, hit the high porn. Let's go. Backdoor cover. It's Mike. It's Brad. It's Can't Miss Mitch. It's Peter the Irish Guy. The whole squad back together at the conclusion of the regular season. This is the NFL Wild Card Preview Edition. Quad box. Backdoor cover. Yeah, quad box. Welcome to the quad box. We've lost the the octo box for the the rest of the year, but we do have the quad box here for those of us, or for those of you watching on YouTube and elsewhere. Uh, This is Backdoor Cover. This is a sports podcast. We are excited. Mitch, Peter, how are you? I'm I'm fantastic. Although Peter's on like a, a sugar sabbatical, I'm on a pot sabbatical, uh, trying to get swimmers to swim. I'm looking at Brad in the quad box. He got poked in the eye from something. I don't know what's going, but it's nice to be here. It's nice to see all of you. Every, everybody's yeah, suffering nice from something. It looks like I'm the only person with a real name uh, on our quad box here. For those of you who can see, we've got Peter the Irish guy. We've got it Micah. We've got a CMM, and then we've just got. Uh, vanilla Brad over here. So let's ride, baby. That should Peter, be how are you? Name. I like I'm Vanilla fantastic. Brad. <laughs> you like that? Absolutely- yeah, I really like Vanilla Brad. Vanilla Brad. I mean, it's it's perfect for him. Uh, I'm fantastic. I, I we should we only should do we should do a little recap of our overall season record, Mitch, because mm. oh, uh, I want to let the people know. The overall record, because miraculously, you and I finished tied on the exact same score. That's crazy. A pathetic 129, 130, and 13. So right at 50, 50%. One game under. Um, really disappointed. The Algo, all anyone ever cares about, though, finished at 137, 122, and 13 for the regular season. We still have the playoffs, obviously. But 53%, positive money. More importantly, though, Mitch, our primetime games and primetime plus packages, unbelievable. 61% the primetime games. Primetime, like, for those like, listening, that means like the games that are in primetime, like that's the package you purchase? That's the that's the package, um, 61%, and then the primetime plus package. So primetime plus the top five value plays, 59% of the season. So I mean, that's outstanding. Yeah, Micah, Micah and Brad, you guys have been uh, busy taking care of families. Rearing children, yes. Paying attention uh, to what's going on in the NFL world, nor the Algo. Yeah, so we broke it down into three different packages. We did all the primetime games, so your Thursday night football game, your Sunday night football game, your Monday night football game. Sometimes there were some Monday, two Monday night games. Yeah. And sometimes we had a Saturday night game as well so those are the so prime times those are the prime time they absolutely killed it that was a very inexpensive package it was kind of like hey um so you it, obviously want to see something it's your gateway yeah it's it's it, it was the gateway yes and it did it, it, i mean perfect just like they say uh weed is the gateway drug yeah prime time package is the gateway drug into all the data um but prime time did the best gateway I mean, to get paid was, is what it sounds like Man, 61% is bonkers. I mean, it's bonkers. It's impressive. 
Fair enough. I, for the record, I have agree. been paying attention, but I, uh, I was, I was uh, queuing uh, Pete up to tell us about the primetime package for those mm-hmm. listening who, who aren't quite there. So I'm with you guys. I've been following closely. I also get the emails that y'all sent, which are fucking amazing. It just outlines all sorts of details, all sorts of background information, data. The Patreon's sick. If y'all aren't subscribed, go fucking check that shit out. It's really fucking good. There's so much good information. Uh, plus, you get to hear more of, of Pete and and bitch talk about you know not eating sugar and all the rest of the good shit all of it is that you know what else is good shit yeah early bird cbd mm. shout to our friends at earlybirdcbd.com use promo code backdoor cover right now save 20 percent on your next order it's perfect for dry january it's perfect if you're giving up sugar it's perfect if you're giving up high doses of marijuana and you just need a little micro dose whatever you need they got it at earlybirdcbd.com. Use promo code BACKDOORCOVER. All right. That was a fantastic uh, read. That was just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Efficient, so great, we, beautiful. Let's ride. So we got into the numbers a little bit. We should also talk about the last time we recorded together, um, we did the AFC over-under preview, which I went back and listened to all of those episodes today. And uh, the big takeaway is that we stink. <laughs> we're all pretty lousy at this. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing the algorithm exists because Mitch on his own went four and 12 in AFC over unders. Not great. <laughs> Hold uh, on, but I'll be saved because there's one in there that I could save it all. Yeah. Your Super Bowl pick, right? My Super Bowl. Oh, we'll get to those too. Yeah. 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 Good, good call. Uh, he went four and 12. Peter and I both went six and 10 and the first three episodes I listened to, like, I don't think I won a single, well, I guess I must've won one of them, but woof. And uh, Brad, your winner at seven and nine, uh, we will give Mitch some, some extra credit here uh, as he, uh, he did pick Lamar Jackson as his MVP. Plus 1600. Plus 1600. Uh, Mitch also had Ravens to win the Super Bowl at plus 1800, which is still very much alive. Uh, unfortunately, he also selected Bryce Young in his rookie of the year and selected uh, the Browns not to make the playoffs in a, a bet he called, quote, free money. Uh, <laughs> Peter's big bet was Buffalo will miss the playoffs, which was pretty good until the last week. And then I, uh, with maybe the worst pick of all, selected the Chargers at plus 1,200 to win the AFC, a team that was an absolute disaster. Uh, just in case you're wondering, the other Stone Cold Locks um, – I took the Texans stone cold lock of the year under Ooh. which lost. Cause I'm an idiot. Um, it lost in like week seven. Yeah. That yeah. That, that's, it, that is the, the absolute worst one um, of all. I, I think of all of the picks that we had. Peter also had a, what, what did he say about the stone cold Brad key? It was the Steelers over, which hit on the last week of the season. Uh, and I also loved the Colts. Over both of them were winners. Yes, Peter. Peter's pick uh, was of the Steelers was his Brad Key Rock Hard Block of the Year, <laughs> and it hit. It always does without without talking about somebody's. Like Micah, you had a uh, phenomenal. Yeah, the, the Jets on the Jets. It was all over the Jets. I like them under six wins or less. I think their over under was nine and a half. Uh, because like Rodgers got hurt. That's like yeah, you literally well, saying it. And I also said Aaron Rodgers is going to get hurt. So I yeah. didn't say he was going to get hurt after four snaps, but yeah, uh, I was all over that, that awesome. one. So, all right. So there's your recap, and uh, let's let's get straight to the games. Brad and I already sort of broke down 
the games from last week. But let's just look ahead. There's six games. We can take four or five minutes on each one of them, and we'll we'll get out of here. Uh, very exciting Super Wild Card weekend. Before we get to the the actual lines, do you guys have one game in particular you're most looking forward to this week? All of them. Not fucking Dolphins Chiefs because well, I don't actually, have Peacock. Texans, Texans are my team right now. So I am very much looking to seeing the Texans cruise through the playoffs, upset everybody, and shock the nation. You, I think you could be right with that game, Mitch, though, because that's the game where both teams are sneaky. Like the Browns could fucking sneak some people, and their defense is so good. You like. They could get to make the fucking Super Bowl, which is crazy to think about. And the Texans are really good with straight. The rest of the games, I think, you know, Chiefs, Cowboys, Bills, they're all fairly significant favorites, and we all expect them to win. I think that first one, yeah, I agree. I that like is, that one, but that also is the uh, that, tightest spread. That Tampa Bay game, too, though. So uh, am I crazy here? I think the best game here is Rams-Lions, and it's because of all the narratives, all the backstories with golf with Stafford, with like McVay knows everything about golf. Like legitimately all of his weaknesses are just so crystal clear to him. The regime that coaches for the Lions didn't coach Stafford. So like there's no similar benefit on that back end there. There's just so much to it. And honestly, man, what is it? The first time in how many years since the Lions have hosted a home playoff game? To have Stafford coming home to just like stomp that shit out is, I don't know, man, that's, it's just the best storyline to me. There's the best back narrative. There's the most infor- like, there's the most riding for the Lions fans, and that fucking Rams team is scary as shit. Oh yeah, well let, yeah, let's get to the games because we could make a case for all of these. Basically, most excited for Chiefs Dolphins because it's on Peacock and Brad can't watch. All right, we'll start on Saturday, uh, three thirty Central Time, I believe. Your Browns at your Houston Texans, Mitch. Uh, Cleveland is a two and a half point road favorite in this one, a, a Texans team that certainly overachieved uh, Brown's team on their fourth quarterback. But that quarterback is Joe Flacco, who is a proven playoff winner, even though he is 38 and much like six weeks ago. Um, this is a compelling matchup. The closest line of any, any of the games this weekend uh, over under is four and a half for what that TJ Stroud looking healthy after last week, coming back after the concussion protocol. Um, the Both of these are great stories from a coaching perspective. I mean, these are two coaches that have overachieved with teams that have gone through tons of injuries. Uh, and the Texans, not as many, but um, the fact that, that we're here watching this, we all hated Cleveland in the preseason. All of us did. Um, and uh, even without the pervert, here they are in the playoffs, a two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Before we get to the actual picks, Mitch, walk me through. What Are you going to – we're not. We're saving some of these lines for subscribers, correct? We are going to go through every game. We'll all give our plays. We are just going to have want the Algos plays gated behind patreon.com slash bet the Algo. It's 30 bucks for the whole month for every game uh, throughout the playoffs in January. Uh, and that's it. So, yeah, we'll do we'll that. Um, Mitch, what you know, was the 
What was the Algo playoff last year? Oh, it was spectacular. Last year it went nine, four, and one, mm, mm, uh, mm. which is, I think, what, 69%? Nice. Great number. My favorite number, the best number of all time. And also predicted the uh, the Super Bowl Packers. So the Algo, this is actually where it was last year, uh, really close percentage wise, and it just went off on a tear on. On playoff time, when it matters, this is when it matters. It is when it matters. Do you like Joe Flacco when it matters in Houston? You asking me if I like Joe Flacco? Yes. I don't think this is about Joe Flacco. Although, when you look at Cleveland's offense, no matter who's under center, points per game, they're ranked tenth. That they've put up over twenty-three points a game. But it's not about the offense. We know it's not about the offense, even though the offense has done quite well, um, specifically in the rushing uh, rushing game. Their defense is sensational. Opponent yards per game, they are ranked first. Opponent third down conversion, they are ranked first. This is all about the defense. All about the defense. And look, Cleveland here is favored. And that's probably the right call. And... Perhaps it's just me wanting to have a new team, still red, white, and blue. My Patriots are dead. I'm going to back the Texans getting two and a half. I love to buy this up to three and root for the Texans. I, I just can't back Cleveland on the road. It would have been more fun if we had the pervert coming back to Houston. We would have had two store lines. <laughs> Two storylines there, but give, give me the Texans plus two and a half. I just really want this is my new team. I have they're I'm awesome. gone with the people. They're awesome. Yeah, it's, so they played recently, actually. If you recall, if you were in uh, your fantasy playoffs of playing versus Amari Cooper in the second week of the playoffs, this was the game here. Week 15, Cleveland played versus the Texans. They did not have uh, Stroud. The Texans didn't, so... Clearly, it's not something that's like really a benchmark, but that's the game that Amari Cooper went off 265 yards, two touchdowns. Neither team ran the ball. Like Mitch said, it's impossible to run the ball against this Cleveland team. Uh, Devin Singletary was a leading rusher for Houston, 44 yards. To me, I'm on the exact same page. If you're looking at it, if you're comparing quarterbacks, Houston's got the edge. Stroud's clearly the be the better talent. Like that, there's just not. It's hard to argue that. I know Flacco's had a lot of, of success in this system, and that's that's uh, kudos to the Cleveland coaching staff, and if they can continue that into the playoffs, so be it. It's about a defense, man. And if Stroud can, can get past this elite defense, I want to say it's the best defense in the league. To me, it is, from what I've seen. The most consistent and the most, you know, they to me they've put on the best performance of the year most consistently. Like it's almost like every time somebody plays this team, that like half their team is just beat the shit up and they just play like shit the next week. So that's a very long winded answer of just kind of digesting every bit of this game. I love Houston. I'm with Mitch. This is my squad here. Um, I'm riding with 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 the home dog here. I like the points at home, uh, but you know it, it, I just can't ride with Joe Flacco on the road as a favorite uh, in 2020, what is it, 2024? Is that the year that we live in this year? Uh, I can't do it. So where are you at, Pete? 
Yeah, it's wild to think Flacco starting a game in 2024. Um, I'm torn. I I think Cleveland are really good. Their defense is really good. And I think Houston are really good. I think that where this game is uh, plays a huge part yes. in who I'm going to pick. If this game was in Cleveland, I would. it would be a slam dunk for yes. me that the Browns were going to win and that they probably win comfortable. I think it's a completely different environment going into the Cleveland cold outdoors. That place gets bananas. Um, Houston have a big advantage with it not being there and it being indoors in Houston. That being said, it's not a you know, tempting environment for the Browns to go in and Flacco to go in. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they win. I think the game is close. However... I think Houston had the Stroud has some magic in him at home. He's shown it multiple times this year with some crazy comeback wins. I think they have one playoff win in them, and I think this is it. It's so one of those give me things, Houston. man. Give me Houston on the points. It's one of those things where you've got the better quarterback and you've got points, and you're at home. It's like the holy triad of what you want to see in a gambling situation. the The big deal here is this Cleveland defense is just next level. So. I'm going to give you guys, uh, before Micah steps in, Cleveland 11 and 6 against the spread this year. The Texans 9 and 8 against the spread, 4 and 5 at home. And as good as the Browns have been all year, five of their six losses against the spread have been on the road. Could you imagine this team with, uh, with Chubb running the ball? Like, how much of a oh, nightmare God. would that be? Like if they it may just not, had a, a reliable run matter. game, it may not God. matter. Could you imagine this? Could you imagine how much better Cleveland would be right now if they just had Baker Mayfield at quarterback? <laughs> Amen. Uh, shake and bake, baby. Anyway, all right. Uh, I think I like Cleveland here. Ooh. Look, if this was if this was the regular season, here's here's what we've seen. Uh, does not turn the ball over. He is conservative and safe, um, but he makes some plays when he has to, but he does not throw interceptions. He is not careless. Uh, that is a winning formula. Joe Flacco throws two or three picks every game, and he will throw a couple picks on Saturday. That being said, it is a playoff game, and I just do not trust. Oh no! I think we've lost. Uh, tested in the playoffs. Oh no! There you are. We got you Have back. Have we really lost me? Yeah, you, you were just uh, circling for a second. It's you, Brad. Oh, is that right? Yeah, no. I think we lost Brad. Yeah. Well, I'm the one recording, so you guys are gonna have to uh, adhere to my needs. Well, I'm riding with Cleveland. <sighs> Loser. I okay. think that that they're gonna make enough plays uh, in the game. I think CJ Stroud makes a mistake or two, and uh, that defense. Hurts you, and I'll ride with Cleveland. I saw something. Hey, Micah. About, like, by the way, you brought up a great point. He doesn't turn the ball over, and neither does the rest of the Texans team. This is the number one team when it comes to giveaways per game. That is a recipe for success. I saw that. Like, it is, but I, I think when you're starting rookies in a playoffs, yes, rookie quarterbacks versus the best defense in the league ends up being a recipe for disaster. So we'll see, man. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, it should be a good game. Uh, the other game Saturday night on, as Brad mentioned, on the cock, uh, as in Dolphins at Chiefs. <laughs> I think people know that. <laughs> not not your parents or your grandparents because they're going to be calling you trying to figure out how to watch the game. My dad started calling me on Monday. 
trying to figure out how to log into Peacock. So that's that's good. We have not resolved that situation either, just for the record. <laughs> it's ongoing. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, it's very much an ongoing situation. Uh, the Taylor Swift fans will be watching as well. Dolphins at Chiefs, two of at times this season the most exciting teams in all of football. The Dolphins putting up seventy points in a game, looking incredible. Uh, at certain points, not really beating anyone good except for Dallas at home in a squeaker um, all season, all of last season. They don't beat good teams. Uh, the Chiefs have been one of the most frustrating teams in the in the league to watch. Uh, I did listen to you guys had some comments on the uh, on the preseason, and uh, Mitch had a source that said that Rice would be a stud, and and uh, he did show some flashes. Now it's a, a chance to prove it. Um, that being said, the Chiefs have been just up and down. The defense has struggled. The defense has been excellent, but the offense has really struggled. Chiefs are a four and a half point favorite at Arrowhead. Uh, this is also Tyreek Hill returning to Kansas City. Um, so there's a lot of storylines here. And uh, so that's good too. Chiefs get, uh, giving four and a half. Real quick, do we think that they're they're bumping Selling Sunset or like WWE on uh, Peacock so that they can show this stu- this game? Like, uh, what kind of programming is getting interrupted here? Pete knows. Pete I knows. don't Pete, think you, you understand. I don't think I you understand how streaming services, Brad, work. <laughs> but that's that's okay. Keep going, Pete. Yeah, no, I watch Peacock every other day. Watch, I love my Premier League soccer. I love it. Uh, it's so smart. Like, keep one game for the playoffs and everyone has to buy it. It's unbelievable. It's such a great move. But this game, it's a weird line. Four and a half. I, I, it, I'd I, love to take Kansas City because I don't think there's any way Miami go in there in the freezing cold and win. Like, it's that simple. It's too cold. They're in Miami. It's far too cold. They're not going to win. This game is too cold for them. They will not win. However, four and a half... Kansas City can't beat anyone by read well, don't look like beating a lot of teams by four and a half. Games are close. Miami are, are good enough to keep it close. If it was two and a half, I'd love Kansas City. I'm gonna have to take Miami here, though. Um, I'm gonna have to take Miami. I'd love to take Kansas City money line and Miami in the point, really. Are you kind of middle, but take Miami in the points? Well, yeah, and, and I meant to mention. Peter, uh, thank you for mentioning the weather. It's currently forecasted at minus one degree. Yes, and that is freezing. Chill. Uh, if yeah, there's going to be the coldest more, game of all time, or something. If there's one team you want to face who doesn't do well traditionally, historically in cold weather, it is Miami. So go ahead, uh, guys. This game already happened. <laughs> it already happened. November fifth, Kansas City played Miami. At home, they won 21-14. They already did this. It already happened. What is next? These two teams are so different, though, now. Are these the two, like, least? It was in Europe as well. Uh, Here's here's some of the things that um, are interesting to me because we all know about Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs offense, but this defense is elite. It may be the most complete defense that we've talked about. Baltimore is great. Yeah, phenomenal. But this Kansas City team is absolutely sensational. 
sensational on defense. They are ranked second in points per game, second in yards per game, second in points per play, third in opponent touchdowns per game. And I, I, I like Kansas City to win this game, but I think the four is too much. And as Peter alluded to, they really don't blow anybody out uh, as of late. I mean, they beat the Bengals, who had, you know, Jake Browning, who who were actually winning that game, I believe, for quite some time. I think at halftime they were up. Uh, they were up at, at half, right, Pete? Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, they only beat the Raiders by six. They went to New England, barely won that game. I mean, they went by 10, but it was a much closer game. Um, but yeah, they, they, they can't blow teams out. Uh, I think Miami plus the points here. Kansas City wins by a field goal, but I like Miami here to cover. I like KC uh, in this spot, and here's why. Because it's going to be so cold that that passing attack that Miami has is going to be hindered in my my view. That ball is going to be rock hard. Uh, I think that both of these teams come in with wheels wobbling. Like the, both teams are a shell of themselves compared to what they were in November. And like that's kind of the big difference to me, Mitch, going like looking back at when they played in Germany or wherever they were. Like both teams have done some very questionable, not like themselves types of, of performances here the last couple of weeks. But to me, Mostert, first of all, is shook up. I don't even know if he's playing. He didn't play last week. And if really, if like you are 100% leaning on this pass attack and negative one degree temperatures, I mean, that's just, a you're asking for a whole lot versus a very, very good defense, as you mentioned with Kansas City. If Kansas City can just get some ball, the ball rolling a little bit, if they can kind of figure out how to get Kelsey involved on short over the middle passes, kind of some out in the flats, if they can get uh, that run game just moving a little bit, which I've been saying this for the last three weeks for Kansas City, if they can just get it going a little bit, and they had some serious patty cakes that they laid fucking eggs versus. I don't, I don't know. That's that's the only thing that I have questions about. Is just both these teams look like shit the last couple of weeks, so. To me, I like the Chiefs because of the absolute freezing weather and the fact that the Dolphins have to lean so heavily on that two at a hill uh, connection in the passing game. So that's where I'm at. Peter, I already gave my pick. It's Miami. <laughs> Did you black out? It's Miami and the points. <laughs> I, I was I was losing my mind. Uh, Muting all of the tabs from ESPN that are just autoplaying. Oh, I've been actively trying to fight off ESPN autoplay. Me too, Micah. Uh, I will just tell you, I'm I'm excited. I think this is going to be a must-watch game. I think it's going to be fun. I think that the Chiefs are going to score. Uh, I think it's going to go back and forth. Think I think I like the points though. Um, feels like a field goal game to me in in shit weather. Um, but I will be watching. And I'm, I'm locked in on the cock. All right. So we've got um, Micah, Pete, and Mitch all on Miami. Bradley B. Key on the Chiefs. Let's ride. And a reminder that us as humans are morons. So if you really want the pick, mm. go to patreon.com slash betthealgo and pay for it. You, d- you deserve it. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Uh, four more games. Three on Sunday. 
starting at noon Central Time, the Steelers and Bills from Buffalo. Buffalo is a 10-point favorite. The over-under is only 36 and a half. Uh, temperature at kickoff is scheduled for 23 degrees at the forecast at the moment, so not brutally cold, certainly not by Buffalo standards. Um, Buffalo has been hot recently, ever since their coach um, invoked 9-11 for inspiration. That was a very strange thing. But <laughs> here they are, uh, hosting a Steelers team that was, I would say, lucky to get into the playoffs, uh, needing uh, some some help. But here they are again, 10-7. and seven. The, the Bills finish 11-6, and six, win the AFC East, and now they host this playoff game. Ten points seems like way too many, but that's just where I stand. Where are you guys on this one? I'll jump in. Go for it. Uh, let me jump in here because Pittsburgh, their offense is the fourth worst, according to points per game, averaging under 18 points. How does a team make the playoffs with that? And their defense isn't elite. It's fine. It's fine. But I think that's more of a case of scheduling, to be honest with you, with this Bills team. I'm sorry, with the Steelers team. They don't belong. Micah, you hit it on the head. They're extremely lucky to be there. The Bills are so dangerous Look, going back to late November, the Bills lose to the Eagles in overtime, and then they go on to beat the Chiefs on the road to murder the Cowboys. Murder. They won 31 to 10. Murdered. I don't know how they got away with uh, a Chargers victory, but they won that game. They beat the Patriots. They beat the Dolphins. The Chargers won, and, should be said, that was the first time they fired Staley, right? So they were playing versus a uh, first-week first coach type thing. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Great point. Great point. I Not think a normal Chargers. Buffalo, yeah. Not a normal. Yeah, not a normal week. Those guys are playing for their lives. I mean, it really is because it's if it's not the if it's not the coach, it's on us. So you have everybody's buying there. Uh, Buffalo will win this game. I would take Buffalo first quarter, Buffalo Ooh. first half, and Buffalo for the game. Buffalo by a billion. I would not want to face Buffalo. They're so dangerous and they are so high. Uh, is ten too many? No. I don't think so. This will be a blowout. It'll be a blowout by halftime. Where you at, uh, Pete? Uh, I was in the same boat as you for a while, Mitch. (laughs) Um, But I jumped out of that boat, and I'm kind of (laughs) swimming. I'm kind of treading water in the the ocean. There's sharks circling. Freezing water in Buffalo? Freezing water in Buffalo. I don't like what I'm going to say, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to take Pittsburgh and the points. You mentioned they average something pathetic, 17 or 18 points per game on offense. Let's look at the last three weeks. They're averaging 27 ga- 27 points a game over the last three weeks. They've put together a nice little run to get into the playoffs and finish at 10-7. and seven. They lost three horrendous games in a row, two of the, to the Cardinals and the Patriots. Um, which brought them back down to seven and seven, and they didn't look like they were doing anything. They've kind of figured things out where Mason Rudolph has looked better um, under center for them. I kind of like what they've done. I 
remember, Mitch, we talked about it. I thought that Mike Tomlin was going to be able to figure it out and get things rallied around him and, and win a couple of games coming down the stretch. He's been able to do that. I think they can somehow keep it close. Um, no, TJ Watt is a massive, massive loss. Um, that's probably the biggest reason why I hate picking the Steelers here because you're right. It could be down 20 at halftime, and that's the end of that chapter. But I'm going to take the points here in Pittsburgh. You you said so many of the sentiments that I wanted to, starting with TJ Watt being out, being a, a for real, like, humongous red flag for me. To me, looking at at this this Buffalo team, like the two week or last week, a week before Dolphins, they beat the Patriots like a literal flaming ghost ship uh, on fire, twenty seven twenty one. That's not ten points. And and the big thing that to me is is this Mason Rudolph quarterback play. I think he's better than Kenny Pickett, like just straight up. Like it, he sucked when he played as whatever earlier in his career. I get that. He was like competing with Duck Hodges or whoever the fuck it was. This is a much different quarterback to me. I think that Rudolph or yeah, Mason, he's playing good ball. So it's like to me, I think they keep it close enough. I think 10 points is too many. I do get it. Like the, the, the Bills went, Chiefs win, Cowboys win, Chargers win, Patriots win, Dolphins win. And that Dolphins game was for real, 21-14. None of them are really blowouts other than the Cowboys, which which you're right about that, but that's five weeks ago at this point. Um, to me, it's too many points. It's just this walking dead fucking Steelers team that goes over every single year with the lifeless corpse of whatever 14th stream quarterback they've got who at, turns out is better than their starter starting quarterback at the beginning of the season like it just is what it is the thing that makes me so hesitant about it is tj watt so that's kind of where i'm at i think peter said it perfectly it's too many points mitch it's too many points i do like your passion it's good passion i'll just tell you that right here mitch I mean if it was nine and a half i might talk to you but 10 is too many points that's crazy talk uh, who wants to have a steak dinner uh, bet on this game? Oh, I think shit. Buffalo will <laughs> murder. So I got to split at three. I just got to split it three ways if I lose. <laughs> yeah, I want to take that. Nobody you're, else will. This is like a game of, of wolf. Like, yeah, and you're you're going lone wolf on this. Yeah, if that happens, I'm ordering like a 28 ounce tomahawk with a bottle of red. And going all out. Um, hey, I, if you guys want, like, come to Papa. We'll take the action. I'm the in. Three yeah. All right. Two, yeah. We'll definitely take the action. I'm going to have to okay. ask my, my boss right. wife, yes, though. But, you know, sure. pending uh, scheduling, I'm in. <laughs> I love this. I love being a lone wolf. Look at my guy. Yes. Huge balls on this guy. Pittsburgh doesn't score more than 13 points, maybe. I, I, mean. I, that, I think that's still enough to cover. I don't. <laughs> just just going to say it. I don't. Right. Peter, Peter's mentioning uh, the teams that they played, uh, a broken Cincinnati, uh, Seattle, who has no defense, and then they got lucky because Baltimore sat everyone yes. and played their B squad. So this team should not be here. 
should not be here. People forget about Buffalo. Should not be here. They're finished 10 and 7. They of course they should be here. Buffalo's defense is much better than people think. Who should be here instead of them? Uh the Bengals. Ugh. The Bengals stink. Also barf, barf barf. Joe Burrow should be playing and my Joe parlay Joe. should be alive. <laughs> Joe Burrow stinks. Joe Burrow gets hurt all the time and his little bitch made a glass. Oh no. Can't wait can't wait to order a <laughs> bottle of Camus with a I'm gonna just eat it in front of you and enjoy it. I cannot wait. Are you gonna use a knife and fork or just go like mouth? Okay, good. Well, okay, Mitch is gonna well, corn on the cob a T bone in front of us. I'm gonna order a steak and make Mitch chop it up like uh, LeBron James makes a waiter do at a steakhouse. <laughs> Just slice the whole thing into tiny bite-sized pieces for me. All right, let's uh, let's play move on. I, Okay, next. I just can't think of anything more demoralizing. All right, uh, Rams at Detroit. This is storyline game. Very exciting here. Detroit a three-point home favorite. Its first home playoff game, and I don't know how many years. <clears throat> Micah, did we say twenty? Are we not talking about the other game first? Oh, did I? Oh, I skipped ahead. Yep, you're yeah, right. We, we should. Okay, was uh, it's all messed up on my on my ESPN uh, page here. The Cowboys. Sucks. Yeah, he's got Dripping Springs yeah. ESPN. It's all fucked up. Yeah, my my Dallas Cowboys at twelve and five host the nine and eight Green Bay Packers. I don't like the number here. The Cowboys are a seven and a half point favorite. I do not like that hook. Mm. I do not like that hook. I do not like that hook. Uh, I I hate the Cowboys. I hate uh, the Packers. I don't think they're they're very good. Although they have been uh, playing well, Love has like eighteen touchdowns and one pick in his last six games. Uh, the, whoever their coach is, LaFuck is is obviously a far superior coach. <laughs> to fat Mike McCarthy, who I despise, and will find a way to lose a game. I think the Cowboys win this game. I don't like the hook. What do you guys think? Uh, here's the thing. Um, Packers are a really good middle-of-the-road team. They're not there yet. Um, I think love, next year. Love is good. And everybody wants to talk about, I, I love to hate on the Cowboys because it's just fun to do. It's fun to do, right? Am I wrong about that? Hating on the Cowboys. I sure Pete really, agrees with you and the other two on this phone no, don't, I don't love it. I love Cowboys. Oh, I love okay. It's, it's a fun thing to do. It really is. It's, I'm, I think, I think this number is probably just right. You think so? And it's, and it's to entice you to take Green Bay. It is. That extra hook, like you're like, you think about this game rationally and you're like, okay, this is probably a touchdown game. That extra half a point, uh, I'll take You Green think Bay. Vegas is Wiley Coyoteing the public right now? I think the market, I think the market uh, where it is today, yes. Here's the thing. The Cowboys are 6-2 and two against the spread at home. And the Packers are four and five against the spread on the road. Um, so look, sixty percent of their against the spread wins have come at home. I think I think Cowboys have a lot to prove, and the defense is going to step up. And this may be close early, but I think Dallas is going to run away. 
with this game. I do. I I I, re- I really like the Cowboys here. Where you at, Pete? Yeah, I completely agree, Mitch. Uh, this, I mean, just it's the first year in a long time that the Cowboys aren't playing down to their opposition either. They're a really good football team on both sides. They turn like they get turnovers with the defense. They're fast defensively, and they've got a really good offense with an absolute elite receiver, a good quarterback, quick running backs. Like they don't have many weaknesses. And they destroy teams at home. Beat the Jets by 20, the Patriots by 35, beat the Rams by 23, yeah. uh, the Giants by 30-something, beat the Cardinals by 35. Like They haven't played down to any of these teams at all. They put their foot on their throat. They kept scoring over and over again. This isn't... I haven't seen this type of football from a Cowboys team in a long time. They typically find ways to make these games close and lose them at home. We watched it for so long. I think the Cowboys destroy them. Give me the Cowboys. Give me the Cowboys. I'm with you, Pete. It's the home. It's it's at home. That's the key here. Like the the times the Cowboys have stumbled, it's on the road. Uh, I'm totally in the same boat as you. Uh, Mitch, the other thing you said that really resonated with me is that this Green Bay team's good. They've got a lot of talent. They're they are a year or two away, I think, from being really, really good. I think Love's good. Like I think that there's yeah, been I a like lot him. of shit I love, talking. I really like Love as well. I think he's got something, man. I think that that out locker room is behind him. I think they're all bought in, from what I hear from the different uh, analysts that I I read. Like I think that they have the positive momentum, but I don't think they got what it takes to go into Dallas and win. I like the Cowboys uh, to cover this. Um, McCarthy Bowl, let's go, Michael. Let's By get the way, take here. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll just say this: uh, the Packers beat three playoff teams. They beat the Rams twenty to three at home. They beat the Lions on the road by a touchdown, and they beat the Chiefs at home by a touchdown. So something to think about there. I saw a uh, statistic that Jordan Love uh, has officially thrown before the last game of the year versus the Bears. He's thrown for more passing yards than any quarterback in Bears history this year, uh, which was a really good stab in the back for the uh, Chicago fans there. All right. Micah. I think the Cowboys win. I don't the half point. Um, I just, I think there's, I, I hate this. I hate Mike McCarthy. That's all I can say. I'm going to be very uncomfortable until this game ends. <laughs> all right. On to the late game. Wait, who'd you uh, take? Rams at, Dow- I'm no, taking, took- taking Dallas. I, I don't know. I'm trying not to take anyone. I, <laughs> I think I'm taking someone. the Cowboys. It's gone ahead. I think, I, I think I'm taking the Cowboys, but I hate it. Okay. Pussy. All right. Moving on. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, Lions host Rams. This is... Uh, the battle of quarterbacks, Jared Goff uh, facing his old team, as as well as uh, Matthew Stafford, of course, returning to Detroit for the first game in Detroit since he was traded. Um, this is pretty good. You got a young and upcoming team. You got a team that mortgaged their whole future to win a Super Bowl two years ago, who may be on the backslide, but not a team I want to face, not a team I want to see, not a team um, that, you know, this is a team with with outstanding coaching, they can beat anybody, um, and with great weapons, um, 
The Detroit Lions are a three-point home favorite in their first home playoff game in a million years, basically. What do you guys think here? So, first off, let me drop a couple of notes here because I'm on this kick of against the spread records. Detroit, against the spread at home, five and three at home, which surprisingly, their road against the spread record is better. They're 12 and five overall against the spread, which means they would be seven innings of spread on the road. Scheduling more than what this team is capable of. The Rams, on the other hand, are five, three, and one on the road. Look, to me, these teams are so, so similar. So similar. Um, Detroit has a better offense slightly on points per game. The Rams on the other side of the ball are slightly better on defense, allowing 22. I mean, like just one point separates them both. So to me, these teams are so evenly matched, so evenly matched. The storylines are fantastic. So we're like, if you're like a Detroit fan, obviously you kind of like that Stafford comes back. Like, what does that do? There's not that much hate in the building. Obviously, you guys want to win, but there's not that much hate in the building. I I, I don't know. Um, here's the, a couple things, really what's going to separate uh, this game. Detroit's rush defense, I think that's really their biggest advantage. Uh, this team is ranked third on opponent yards per rush and second on opponent rush yards per game. So I think with that defense, that's that's the advantage that this team has over any other advantage I see, which is then going to make the Rams one-dimensional. And so I think Detroit is going to be able to come away not only with the victory, um, but a potential cover. But at the same time, I could easily see this game being a push. Easily. This is probably a three-point game. But I'm going to say Detroit um, covers, but it's barely. Yeah, it's a, it's a great storyline game. It does all, every story, every storyline in all these games as well. The Brands and Texans, Tariq going back to KC, and Mike McCarthy and the Packers. Um, even the Eagles books, too. Two OQBs going at it uh, with Hurts and, and uh, Baker, but this game, I I think it's I don't think Detroit's ready to win a big game like this against a really good coach. I got it wrong on the Rams. I really didn't think they'd be in this position because, as Micah said, they mortgaged everything to win a couple of years ago, and they were short a couple of players. But defensively, they've been unbelievable, and impressive, and they still have an unbelievable edge rusher on defense and they found a wide receiver out of nowhere in Puka who no one had any idea who he was and they're running back the same thing they've kind of found him out of nowhere so they've been impressive Stafford is healthy he can win big big games I think he's going to be the difference with uh, McVay I think McVay is going to be the, the difference going up against a head coach on the other side I just don't think they're quite ready to win a big game late I think they'll find a way to kind of lose this game somehow lose it by a, a field goal maybe at the end give me the rams 
Hey, by the way, Pete, can I just come in? You mentioned the Rams defense. What statistic were you looking at? Because there is not one top 10 uh, metric that is impressive to me on defense. In fact, uh, the you talked about their edge rusher. They are ranked 23rd on sack percentage. Okay. They're ranked... Um, 20th on opponent pass yards per game, which does not bode well for a team like Detroit with the weapons that they have offensively. Um, so tell me, as far as turnover margins per game, they're ranked 21st. Tell me what you see defensively. I'm just curious. It's because I said so. That's Got it. it. Got hey, it. Yeah. Well, okay. It's because I told you that they're good. Here's, right. here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to bet you that they have more sacks in Detroit this weekend. Here's, I'm going to say the Rams get more sacks on golf than Detroit get. I don't. I don't hate that. I don't hate that because guess what? Detroit's defense doesn't get to the quarterback either. So well, there you go. Here's what I think. I think that I think that McVeigh and Aaron Donald see that they've got golf, and I think golf's biggest weakness is is pressure. I think that if you could pressure him, he doesn't. He can't deal with it. And I think they know every bit of his weaknesses. And I think that they know that if they sell the fuck out, he can't deal with it. And that's, to me, that's, I, I know what you're talking about, Mitch, in that if you just look at statistics, statistically the Rams' defense is, you know, it's mediocre at best. I think this is different. I think this is big brother shit. I think they come in and they just kind of deal with golf. Like, that's that's my my concern um to me i i like i i just feel more confident in the rams i think that they're coming in in form i think that there's been some hiccups for this detroit team um i'm honestly kind of rooting for detroit like i like detroit it's a really fun story and it's a fun team but to me this is the worst possible matchup that they could possibly have uh Round one, round two, round three, it doesn't matter. I just don't think that they they can deal with the Rams, and I don't think they can deal with McVay because specifically the golf storyline. So that's where I'm at. I like the Rams. Ooh. I think I like Detroit. <laughs> Fuck I don't you. know why. I just I'm sorry. I just I that's think okay. Detroit's good. Um I I but I would not bet on this game if I had to. I just don't like betting against uh McVay and uh the rant, like the Lions, can't you see something just tragic happening in this game and then losing a time? That's missing like a 20 yard field goal, or like, I mean, it just seems like something terrible. Could I'm riding with the Rams, line. but I'm really rooting for the, I'm rooting for the Lions. Like, I like that's a yeah, I'm right. good, fun story. I, I feel like if the Rams lose, McVay is going to retire because I've already heard <laughs> rumblings. He's half of, uh, um, he's, he's half of Saban's age, so that makes sense. He already has a foot out the door to go back, you know, home and live with his like hot Eastern European wife or wherever she's from. I feel like he doesn't care as much. And so I feel honestly, if he loses, like my prop bet is that McVay retires and, and he's he's out of the league. Meanwhile, Dan Campbell wants to just like eat people's kneecaps and like he's not backing down. So it's, a, it's one no, it storyline. All right, we're not backing down either. One last game. It Let's is go. the Monday nighter. This is the broken Philadelphia Eagles at the uh, NFC South uh, champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers with your boy Bake Baker Mayfield 
44th uh, over 4,000 yards passing, 28 pounds, only 10 picks. Uh, Baker and his Bucks are three-point underdogs against an Eagles team that has looked absolutely terrible. I believe they've lost five of six. Bro, did you and see Hurts' the finger? The only win the only win they have is over the Giants, who stomped them to death last week. Uh, and the Giants are terrible. If you believe in the Eagles, you have to give three points. I don't know how. I just, I, I don't. This, this team, I, I don't get it. They're maddening to watch. We talk about that we refer to as Philly, uh, because he is from Philly, and we talk about just how even when they were winning, the team they don't have a second gear. They never play with tempo. Even when they look better than the teams they're playing, they don't do enough to blow anyone out. I don't know why you would would give points uh, in a road game here against a Tampa team that has some weapons and is playing, you know, their, their offense isn't scoring very much. Baker seemed a little banged up last week against Carolina, but the defense is good. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know this game. I, I have no read on it at all. What do you guys think? Let me just say this. We're going to do basic math here. And you brought up a couple of great points. Uh, that this team can't blow anyone out, which is very true. The algo has basically gone against the Eagles uh, most of the season, most of the season. Uh, and it's primarily because their defense stinks. They are ranked 30th in points per game. 30th. 30th. What happened, though? It doesn't make sense. What happened? They give up 25 points a game. Now, here's the thing. I don't get it. Uh, on offense, they're ranked seventh. They put up 25 and a half points a game. And I think that's that that very well could happen. Um, I don't see as bad uh, they are uh, as bad as Philly's defense is, uh, which they are ranked 30th in allowing three touchdowns a game, which is actually a net deficit for a playoff team like this. I, I, I don't get it. All that being said, and I love the Baker storyline, and I love what Tampa Bay has done defensively against the rush, but against the pass, this Tampa Bay defense doesn't have it. Uh, Tampa Bay eleven and six against the spread, but three and five against the spread at home. I think Philadelphia is going to win this game by more than a touchdown. Uh, they're going to show up. Great season by Bake. Nothing to be ashamed of. Hell no. Eagles. Team. I won't be mad if the Eagles don't lose, don't win this game. I won't be mad. Okay. But give me the Eagles. Let me ask you something. Did the Eagles fall apart when Alabama beat Georgia because their entire defense is from Georgia? Is that what happened here? Because, like, basically, this defense fell apart with no real reason. There's no one, like, there may be a few injuries, but, like, what the hell happened to this team? And, like, the only thing I can see is, like, starting in whatever week, like, 14, they just start losing. They've won one game in the last six. And it's like, I don't get it. I don't understand what happened. I don't, I, I can't not pick the Eagles. Like, they're clearly the far superior team to the Bucks, especially with a, a, a shooken up uh, Baker Mayfield, who had an absolutely phenomenal season, like as good as you could possibly hope for. Uh, I didn't mean to leapfrog you here, uh, Peter, but I just, 
I'm baffled by this Eagles team. I don't know what to think about them. Maybe uh, Saban retiring is going to like light the fire under these Georgia guys' asses and they're and they're like back or something. I don't know. But just I, a I question. This this is just a a, a very far fetched conspiracy theory. And Micah, maybe your dog will agree. What's your dog's name, Micah? That's Charlie. This is Charlie the Cavapoo. Okay, Charlie. He's a very cute pup. Uh, I'm curious. She's a lady. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm here. I'm dude, curious. Dude to looks hear. like a lady. This is, this is the first lady on our podcast, other than uh, uh, Lisa Ann. Um, <laughs> well, Mia so, Khalifa came on once too. Yeah, that one too. So he, here's here's the thing about the Eagles. I they had a gauntlet. Let me just go back. They played uh, going back to uh, early November. They played the Cowboys. Beat. They played the Chiefs, which they beat. They played the Bills, which they beat. Then they played the Niners, which they got their asses handed to uh, at home. Uh, and it was a messy, messy game. And then they went to Dallas and lost that game. I mean, that's a gauntlet of all gauntlets. I mean, they, they just played. They, it, but I mean, they won uh, three of those five games um, against some great teams. And then you go off. So maybe they were just beat up and they let it all out with that. So I just feel like that scheduling kind of at the end of the season was very, very difficult. Granted, the fact that they lost to the Cardinals, Bro, who had nothing New before. York Giants, Cardinals, that New York. That doesn't count. What the that fuck? Giants doesn't count. I don't care about that game. What about the one two weeks before that, though? They, I guess they did beat the Giants two weeks before. And then they lost to the Cardinals. What the hell happened? Anyway. I think it's overblown. This is a good this is a good team. But they better fucking they better beat this Bucks team. Mitch, Mitch, you're right. You nailed it. Like it's it's the schedule. It's them fucking faking it the last fucking few weeks of the season. They're gonna beat the piss out of Tampa Bay. They better. It won't be close. I know the game that Baker's gonna play. I fucking said it in the big game against the Saints. I fucking almost basically told you what stat line he's gonna have. He's going to be 12 of 22 for 176 with maybe a touchdown and two interceptions. Like it, he's when it's going to come to show up, he's going to have the kind of mediocre game that we're used to seeing him play. The Eagles have been fucking faking it after they went on that unbelievable gauntlet. Like you said, won the games that they have to win. They knew they were going to be in the playoffs. It's just about getting healthy. Let's just fucking manage it to the end of the season. The Eagles are a juggernaut and they're going to show by it by piss at a Tampa Bay and it will all be like, oh, okay, that's obvious. That's well. Obviously. That so obvious. They won by fucking 24 and now they can beat anyone. They can back, get back to the Super Bowl. The big like, thing that concerns me though is that his Hertz's his middle finger is bent at an angle that I have never, I haven't seen regularly. Like, did you see it versus the Giants? Like he threw a ball and it bounced off of somebody's helmet and his finger is like a one of those fucking Euro circle turnarounds that they have. <laughs> like it's a big fucking you. Uh, and that's his middle finger on his throwing finger. And that's the only thing that could like derail this shit is like, if he can't grip a ball, like, I don't know what to say. Like, that's just going to be a problem, but I'm with you. I obviously I'm riding with the Eagles. Can't do it. Can't do it. Yeah. You're riding by yourself. Give me Baker. Give me Baker. Shake and bake. Give me Baker. Shake and bake, baby. This 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 Eagles team is broken. 
Are you, you sitting you on a beanbag right now, Micah? What are you doing? I'm I'm on the couch, man. Okay. But look, a beanbag. Shake and bake. I don't care that his parents stole all that money from him. He got a million bucks for making the playoffs. I, I support Baker now, and I, I don't even – I mean, I I wish Cleveland would have kept him. I'm, I'd actually be rooting for the Browns instead of the team that paid their entire future to get the pervert. Give me – This is bake. huge, you guys. Let this is, this is a big U-turn of Micah. Forever. Micah's you character arc has never been, Baker. yeah. No, look, man, I've been on – I have been on Tampa all year. I think they've been better than I, – I don't – Mitch, I don't know if you have their record – uh, against the spread, but I would imagine they've done quite well. I think they've been undervalued. They have been. They're they, 11 they, against the spread. I think they win the game straight up. Yeah. Wow. Um, hey, Bob, I've, uh, I wanted to say this. We didn't give out any of the algo plays. We're going to give them on patreon.com slash bet the algo. And let me tell you, you guys have not seen it. I'm looking at it. Um, I've gone against it. I've been with it. Uh, not giving anything away, but this game has six points on the value index. A lot of value here. Uh, a couple of other games. The Houston-Cleveland game, three points of value. Miami-KC has eight points of value. The Buffalo-Pitt game has five points of value. And the Dallas-Green beat. Green Bay game has 10 points of value. So something to keep in mind uh, that we're going to keep getting. Guys, I'm so happy that we got to do this. Ooh, isn't it so nice, Mitch? Hey, real quick before we go, what do you? what's that uh, strange name that you give to Eagles fans? Do you call them, um, it's like an oh insane clown posse. What do you call them? Juggalos? Is that what it's I want to know what you call them. You have a very special name that I just absolutely adore for Eagles fans. Do you remember this? We're going to have to go back to the tape. ICP. ICP, Violent J, and Shaggy 2 Dope. Is that I I just remember like two years ago, you went on a rant about Eagles fans and and Wiz Cheese on on a cheesesteak sandwich. Yeah, the Juggalos. Juggalos is what you're calling them. Cheese Wiz, not Wiz Cheese. They're called Juggalos. (laughs) And my, my hate for Philly fans has changed. I now feel sorry. I don't hate anybody anymore. <laughs> I just feel bad for them. Okay. And they've gone to the promised land. This city with with their sports franchises, I mean, uh, they just can't get it done. Mm. They can't get it just happen nonstop. And, and, and it, like, uh, so, yeah, I, I, I feel sad for that. I mean, the juggalo is is their mascot now and you should i'm gonna post a pick uh and by the way um anybody can go to the bet the algo patreon site and we'll post stuff on there that have nothing to do with the game sometimes we'll post free picks but not during playoffs i'm gonna post a pick of what a juggalo looks like and you're going to lose it you're <laughs> going to lose it i just pulled up the wikipedia page and there's a wikipedia the- for juggalos the caption is a juggalo on his bike in California. Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to post it on here. It's hilarious. And it doesn't look like he's on a bike. It looks like he has one of those walkers. Fair enough. It's not, it's not, it's nightmares. I'm glad you asked that question. Great question. I just had it. I had a double down on it. Okay. I'm glad we got, got that clear. We All got right, anything let's get else? out of here. Let me play you out, baby boy. Yeah.
get, get your ass to earlybirdcbd.com. Use promo code backdoor cover. Uh, you know, root, root, root for uh, the, the teams that we want to win. Yeah. Yes, you're, you're fighting Dallas Cowboys. Uh, and uh, that's it. I mean, you guys got anything else? You're supposed to say bye-bye. We're playing music right now, Micah. I can, I can hear it. All right. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. See ya.